This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer. In just a few moments, you'll meet Marina Taylor and Janet Hassel from Home Instead Senior Care, a company dedicated to keeping our seniors safe and sound at home instead of anywhere else. But first, here are some more of the top consumer stories we're following this week. Over the past year, more Canadians have complained about their telecom and cable providers than ever before. According to a report by the, now get this, this is the Commission for Complaints for Telecom Television television services otherwise known as CCTS. I didn't even know this thing existed. In the analysis for this and last year, there was a 57% increase in the number of complaints received from Canadian telecom and TV customers following an 11% increase the previous year. Canadians complain most often about non-disclosure of information, accounting for almost 15% of all issues raised. The CCTS also reports a 29% increase in the number of wireless code breaches. Bell Rogers and TELUS together accounted for half of all the complaints the CTS accepted in 2017-18, with Shaw being number 11 on that list. And over the last five years, complaints about internet service have increased 170%, a level of growth that is outpacing the growth in complaints in just about every other area. So there is cause for concern, says the CCTS. While there has been a significant increase in complaints, they also say that 92% of complaints were successfully resolved to the satisfaction of the customer and the service provider. And while we're talking wireless, this week, New Zealand banned wireless carriers from installing wireless Huawei's 5G technology, making New Zealand the third country in the Five Eyes Intelligent Network to have such a ban, leaving only Canada and Britain as the countries which have not. Now, the USA, Australia, and now New Zealand have the ban and are pressuring the Brits and us to get on side. The Five Eyes group is all about international security and counterterrorism, and they suspect China of installing secret software in the Huawei phone, which could compromise our collective security. You see, China requires all phone and phone tech companies in that country to, quote, cooperate with the government. And that could mean a lot of things. Here in Canada and the UK as well, there is testing of the security of that 5G technology, but the tests are funded by Huawei. So how much should we trust that? Major Canadian providers like BCE and TELUS aren't talking about how much pressure they're under from the Americans and others to ditch the Huawei 5G technology. So far, no official comment from Ottawa about this, but we do know about the high regard our Prime Minister has for all things China. This is a story we will definitely keep you advised on. Netflix Canada has announced it would be increasing its membership fees to new and existing members. The price increase will be effective immediately. In a phone call with the Daily Hive, Networks, Netflix rather said members will gradually be getting emails depending on whether you signed up for the service. Prices will increase according to your plan, and all members will get a 30-day notice prior to when the changes will go into effect. The basic package will increase from $8.99 to $9.99. The standard $10.99 deal goes up by 3 bucks to 
$13.99 a month, and the premium package also goes up 3 bucks a month. The reason for the price inf- increase, rather, is so Netflix can continue to, quote, innovate our services, add new features, and stay competitive with our ever-growing competition. The last time Netflix raised its prices in Canada was just over a year ago, last August 2017. And keep in mind, Netflix pays zero tax in Canada. Oh, and a reminder, it's Pledge Day time again. Since 1977, the CKNW Kids Fund, of course, in those days, and for many years after, we were the Orphans Fund. Boy, that was a lengthy debate. It's the Kids Fund nowadays, and we've raised millions of dollars through our annual Pledge Day radiothons. Next Tuesday, that's this one coming up, December 4th, we'll be broadcasting live from the rooftop room of the Fairmont Hotel Vancouver. All monies raised will go towards supporting the special needs kids of Metro Vancouver Vancouver and around our province. Feel free to call in your donation on that day or make plans to join us downtown. Come on down for the fun, the festivities, bring cash. Those are some more of the week's top consumer stories. We'll look at a few more later in the hour. Coming right up, our guests from Home Instead Senior Care. An interesting conversation right around the corner here on Vancouver Consumer, right here on 980 CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox with a couple of guests in studio from Home Instead Senior Care. They are Vancouver people, West Vancouver people, actually. (laughs) One of eight BC offices and six Vancouver locations for Home Instead Senior Care. It's a pleasure to welcome the owner and president of the West Vancouver operation, Janet Hassel. Hi, welcome to Vancouver Consumer. Janet, nice to meet you. Thank you for having us. It's our pleasure entirely. And uh, recruitment and education manager, manager, rather, Marina Taylor is also with us. Hi, Marina. Hi. Delighted to be here. Well, it's great to have you with us. Tell us a little bit about uh, Janet. You're the president of, the, of one of the franchises. It's a franchise operation. There are six of them here in Metro Vancouver, including yours in West Van, uh, up in Kelowna as well. They're scattered around the province. But tell us about Home Instead Senior Care. Home Instead Senior Care, next year we'll be celebrating our 25th year. Okay. And it originated in Omaha, Nebraska. And it was a personal story of uh, two people that were a family that was caring for their grandmother. And they realized at that time there wasn't a lot of resources around to help out when families were had careers, they had um, families to raise, and grandma is wanting to stay at home Mm -hmm. and just needs help with the daily living activities. So from that, from that story, that personal story that they had, they developed Home Instead Senior Care. And... They found somebody to take care of grandma. They shared... That was was task one, right? Yes, it was. They shared it with the family. And this move ahead 25 years, we are in 15 countries worldwide... And roughly 65,000 caregivers are caring for people, seniors, today, and uh, giving them the opportunity to make a decision where they want to live. Interesting stuff. Stay at home. So you represent, actually, uh, if you've got that many people working for you, you also represent a lot of employment possibilities for people. And we'll talk more about that, Marina, with you a little later on, because I want to find out about this unretire yourself stuff, which sounds kind of interesting. But carry on, if you would, Janet, please. Uh, how long have you been uh, mm-hmm. an owner-operator, and how long has the West Vancouver branch, if I can use that word, uh, been going on? Mm-hmm. Okay. So my personal story is that I um, have always been in my own business, but uh, 
roughly 10, 11 years ago, I was looking for an opportunity of finding a business of purpose. And in my look, my, my adventure of looking for opportunities, I came across, I was asked to work with a, with a, a cleaning company that was on the west, uh, in West Vancouver. And I was pulled in to um, help this company. And from that, um, we, I bought the company and rolled our, my business under the Homestead umbrella. At that same time, very, very close friends of mine, she had just been diagnosed at, with Alzheimer's. And it was like, what is Alzheimer's? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only been 11 years ago, and it wasn't known. That word wasn't known like it is today. That's true. And it was like, oh, my goodness, I not only have been introduced to this company that works with seniors, but I was also introduced to a personal story of how do I help my dearest friend that is having to live with this. Mm-hmm. And uh, I assume for uh, at least a certain amount of time, your friend who had Alzheimer's was still okay enough to stay home. Absolutely. It is, she has uh, fortunately been one of the fortunate ones that she had a loving, loving support with her husband that loved and adored her every single day and had patience that I wish I had every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she passed away a year ago, and um, it was the most. It was a hard situation to go through, but I'll tell you, it has been something that has meant so much to me. Indeed, to, to, to go through that journey with her and talk about motivation for starting the business that has evolved out of that deeply personal experience, Janet. Absolutely wonderful stuff, Marina. I want to talk to you a little bit more about this. Because uh, I would assume that when someone, for example, is interested in a service such as is provided by home instead, that one of the things that involves is, is, is a contact of some kind, and then a representative from the company goes out to meet the family and the individual who needs the care and provides some kind of assessment uh, as to what, what might happen. Is that how it works? That's exactly how it works. And so when we get a phone call, perhaps from a daughter, an adult daughter phoning on behalf of her parents um, and just really not sure what to do. Um, they themselves are not able to look after their parent mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Sure. So they come to us pre- and sometimes pretty desperate and um, looking for solutions. And so our care team will go and uh, go to the family home if that's um, the best place to go and to meet the parent or parents and the family members and to have a conversation because really it's about understanding where they're at right now, but where have they come from in their life? What's their life journey been like that has taken them to the point where they're at now, where they're needing a little bit of help? And so from that, we'll be able to determine a, a number of different things about their everything from their medication, their exercise, socialization, all those things. And then um, we can make some rec- recommendations about what we think we could offer that'll, that will help them to be able to stay at home where they want to be. Now, you sent us some information to Ben and me uh, a few days ago through your friend Amanda, who's also with us in the room, uh, and just talking points that you thought we might get around to. And the conversation is is a critical. This is what we're just talking about now. But around the conversation, there's something called the 70-40 rule. What's that? Well, the 70-40 rule actually is um, a home instead um, initiative, if you will, that 
essentially, by the time someone is 70, a parent is 70, they should be having the conversation if they have children that are now in their 40s. So that's 70, 40. Oh, okay. And then you can flip it's, it around the other way. The conversation could be the 40-year-old starting the conversation with the 70-year-old, sure. whoever is ready. Is that usually the case? Is it usually the, the our parents, are they the, uh, the older person, the senior, are they a little more dug in about uh, not wanting help, not needing help? Or do a lot of seniors, once they get to a certain point, go, you know, I could really use some help here? Absolutely. And, and it, we've had um, both situations for sure. Every family and every senior, everyone's different. I know with um in in my own particular case I was in my in my 40s when um I I got a phone call from my mother and um her voice changed and at that mo- moment I knew it was one of those conversations mm. that I didn't want to have right. her, her voice changes and it's sort of Marina we need to talk and so and you haven't heard that tone of voice since you were what 15 <laughs> exactly <laughs> how did you know so anyway I, I I realized she needed to talk about the uncomfortable conversation mm-hmm. and I just wasn't ready for it and all she wanted to do was to tell me she was going on a plane up north to visit her loving sisters and she just wanted me to know where all the paperwork was in case she wasn't coming back okay and I shut her down I said oh for goodness sakes mom planes fly every every day all over the world, nothing's going to happen. But what I realized is I really wasn't giving her an opportunity to say, I've checked that off my list and I can go and I don't have to think about it anymore. Because I didn't want to have the conversation. Then I realized then that that was wrong. And now we have the conversation and I know when it's coming. And um, we have, we, we bring some humor to it. I so understand what you're saying because <laughs> my, my mom is, is uh, in her 90s. She's 96. Uh, she's in care now, but stayed at home and she just really wants to go home, please. <laughs> and people in care, and, and she's being wonderfully cared for. But, you know, bottom line, just if just please, can I just go home? Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. But uh, I remember the conversation when she brought it up. Uh, I was probably in my 40s at the time, and I felt like I was about nine, sitting on the edge of my chair, squirming like a schoolboy as she <laughs> talked about death and, and uh, wishes for her later years and how she wanted to see her life go on and all this kind of... And I just didn't want to deal with that sort of mortality conversation at the time. Like you, I kind of dodged and weaved and and didn't let her say what she wanted to say. She let she said it anyway because mm-hmm. she's kind of a stern person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and and made me sit until she was done. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But I didn't give her the kind of uh, reception that perhaps I I could have. Yeah. So it, it's it like you. It took a few conversations to get to that point where you can just now have something a, a conversation about a subject that makes a lot of people well. Uh, feel kind of squeamish and and, yeah. and weird and and it's just it, it, confronting mortality is not a, a fun thing for human beings to do no and when we can be proactive in starting that conversation we're in a much better position than being reactive sure um, there's too many emotions involved when that is happening and I think that that's what a lot of people are doing now is starting that conversation and saying you know what mom this is uncomfortable but you know, with what just happened with our good friend Lucy and her mom, I don't want to go through that. Can we have a talk? Sure. And then from there, um, you know, what do you want? And mom, what don't you want? 
and then talk about some scenarios. And I think that that's sort of the springboard to coming up with a care uh, a directive. Right. And Janet, when, when you have that conversation and, and, you're, and both parties have their ears open and aren't bobbing and weaving or squirming on their chairs, uh, then, then and only then are you able to arrive at some kind of rational decision. Well, okay, you need some care. Now we need to find out how much care. And then you have to ask that, well, how much do you want? What don't you want? All of these things. It all factors into the care package, Janet, that you eventually come up with. How do you determine that? Good question. All right. So first of all, uh, talking about awkward conversations, it is so rare. We get tons of com- uh, calls into our inquiries into our office. Seniors will not call and say, hey, I need help. Right. It is always the adult children that call and say, I need to do something. I need to do something about my parents. And we might be in senior care, but we are in family care. Sure. Because it isn't just about a senior needing meals made or getting to the doing errands. This is about daughters and sons that are raising their family and are stressed and are trying to be everything to their parents. And yet they have to still take care of their own families well, sure. and their jobs. The and sandwich generation, right? Yeah. The, 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 the elder parents to take care of and your own children to yeah. take care of. You're, the, you're in the middle of all yeah. of this, trying to, be, trying to be equal and even with everyone. Mm-hmm. And if I can give any advice to the listeners right now is don't wait till it's an emergency. This is the time when it isn't. To sort of say, get some help. Get, I mean, all of us. Sometimes I wonder when I go home, where's my caregiver? I need help. We all need a little assistance once in a while when we're trying to take care of sort of our life. So I recommend that families start that conversation now. And it will be the job of the adult children because our parents don't want to trouble us. Or oh, I know. They don't want to pressure us thinking we're a bother. And... They need to be able to talk freely. Uh, I need to take a break for the news. We, this is an incredibly important conversation, and uh, we're going to just take a quick break for the news, during which, Andrew and Ben, let's open up the phone lines, as I know a lot of people listening may want to jump in on this conversation as well. It'll take a few minutes, but if you're willing to wait through the news, grab a line, 604-280-9898. Again, 604-280-9898. Our guests are Marina Taylor and Janet Hassel from Home Instead Senior Care. And lots more ahead after the news. Welcome back to the program. Sterling Fox joined in studio by Marina Taylor and Janet Hassel from Home Instead Senior Care. Uh, Eight locations already across British Columbia, six here in Metro Vancouver. Janet and Marina work out of West Vancouver. Marina, you're the recruitment and education manager. Uh, You you do conduct workshops. You do educate uh, families uh, on how to uh, age and deal with aging conditions uh, and coping with dementia and other matters. Talk to us a little bit about some of the educational work you do. Absolutely, love to. So um, uh, in addition to the onboarding of caregivers that working for our company and putting them through all the training that they need, Mm -hmm. I also offer um, support to families and work one-on-one with um, anyone that may want to uh, learn more about dementia, in particular how it's affecting their family and their loved one. And um, so we can set up a time for a two-hour, up to one 
one or two hour workshop, if you will, just to sort of get an understanding of what is dementia and uh, what are the triggers and what is it that we're doing that might possibly be contributing to those um, difficult, challenging behaviors. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you see, they can't come to our reality anymore. We have to go to theirs. You're right. And so um, learning some of those um, behaviors and what it is that we're doing um, and how we could do things differently, maybe to make it a lot more peaceful. So, um, yeah, and I like doing it with a, a I'll bet you they're popular too, eh, Marina? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's great because people need to know that they're not alone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and it, you know, the behaviors, you know, I, I often hear people say, my gosh, my grandmother never would have said that. She never would have used those words or, or do you know, mm-hmm. these things happen. And so um, when people share their stories, it's, it's, um, it's, it helps. It just helps. And I think that there's a, there's a lot to learn and it's just starting the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Janet, uh, you, you gave me a little uh, brochure here uh, earlier on, uh, a picture of a woman on the front with the, uh, the words that Marina just used, you're not alone. And it, dra- it draws the reader to a website called caregiverstress.com. I'll bet at your office you get calls weekly from people who are trying their hardest to care for the senior in their life who are just burnt to a crisp and feeling guilty about being burnt out. It's my mom. She cared for me. She gave me life. It's the least I should be able to do, and I'm just not able to cut it anymore. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you respond to those? Oh, well, I hear so many stories. And they're heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm in my this business, you know, I, I, I deal with that too. I'm, I'm a daughter. I'm, I'm a mom. I'm a grandma. You know, I, I had to deal with a situation this summer where I'm away, and away on holidays, and I get a call that my both my parents are in emergency. Oh my! And I, what am I supposed to do? And fortunately. I have three siblings that live nearby that can help out. But what about the daughter that lives in Calgary? Sure. And the mother is here. Mm-hmm. Or in my case, mom's in near Toronto yeah. and I'm in Vancouver. It is, How helpful is that? And it's like, help me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. And yet, you know, again, they have other responsibilities that they have to, that they've committed to. So it is... Um, what I've seen out there is that families, we want to work with families. We want to help families help their parents. Sure. And this website, um, you know, everybody's unique. Every parent is unique. Every family dynamics is unique. And kids that work together and kids that maybe are dealing with some strife through helping parents. But here's a website that you can go on and it's sort of, I don't want to call it a helpline, but it is, you can put your subjects in there and um, sort of get some information on anything. It says right here, 31% of family caregivers admit they'd like more help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that alone is a stress-inducing reality. Caregiverstress.com, friends. If you find that, uh, if you're thinking this might be something that... I could I could use a troll through this website, so why don't you just remember to keep that in mind, caregiverstress.com. Uh, dollars and cents, Marina, uh, is it more or less expensive to care for a, a family person at home versus having that person in a care facility? Well, when you're at home, you may not have a 
a caregiver there 24 hours a day. Sure. Right? So there, it, it's very customized to what your needs are, what your resources are, et cetera. And so it, you might, we might start out with a client uh, providing a senior in their, uh, with a caregiver, say, three times a week, three hours a day. Okay. And it could evolve. It could, it, it could require more hours. It may require less hours. Perhaps somebody's been discharged from the hospital after having a hip replacement, mm-hmm. and they're on their road to wellness. We want people to get well. See, our whole goal is we want to keep people at home right. um, and not have to look at another alternative. Mm-hmm. And so um, it can be more, much more affordable by staying at home and um, adding services incrementally. But also it could be a shared responsibility because there may be a family member that wants to take on part of that as well, as opposed to in a community where you're, it, it, you're there um, for all the services. Right. And Janet, uh, the care can range from, as Marina is saying, three hours a day, two or three days a week, to up to when? Do you provide, for example, 24-7 care? We absolutely do. Okay. provide 24-7 care. We've taken many of our wonderful clients to end of life. And um, so it's, it's all, all in between as well. Whatever the need is, and we can fit into people's budget, and we can work with the resources that are available, as well as the family. Okay. 604-280-9898 if you want to jump in. I wanted to talk to you, Marina, because on the website, you've got this whole section dedicated to unretire yourself. You, uh, so this, we, we turn this portion of the conversation into a bit of a recruitment thing because, as, as Janet was saying earlier, the, the, we have 65,000 current employees throughout the Home Instead network across North America. So that already is providing a huge amount of employment. And as you continue to expand your services in British Columbia, more and more British Columbians are going to be needed. And mm-hmm. uh, the whole notion, though, of unretire yourself, at least to me, the casual viewer of your website, suggests you're looking for some older workers. Mm, we're actually looking for people of all ages and all backgrounds because um, our clients, some of them might do really well with somebody who's young and vivacious and lots of energy, and others might want somebody a little bit more mature and had more life experiences. We have some that are have uh, come to us from foreign countries that are highly qualified with nursing backgrounds, etc., and um, so there's there's a wide range of people and personalities and skill sets. We do our own in-house training as well with every caregiver, regardless of their education and experience level. Um, but that that's really important is that we're, we're we're matching people based on what their preferences are. And by the way, nursing background, Janet, isn't a requirement mm-hmm. if one is considering perhaps a career change at whatever point in their life to become a full or part-time senior your caregiver, you don't have to be a retired nurse to jump on this bandwagon, do you? No. We are we go under the non we go under the non medical and uh, like I said, we want people that have a passion for older adults and that have some flexible time and sometimes it's as easy as taking somebody for errands and uh, or making a meal, having a meal with somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's others when the, the care is so much advanced, maybe there's personal care, that we'd call in people that do have that medical background. Well, of course, sure. Right? So that's why I say it's a variety of clients and different needs, and there's a variety of caregivers with a variety of 
things they bring to the table. Sure. And I guess, Marina, in some cases, as you, again, going back to your example of three hours a day, three days a week, for some that would represent some basic sort of housekeeping, maybe upsetting a few meals and putting them in the freezer, that kind of thing. But I would think that also as important, at least, would be the notion of companionship. We know from a lot of research over decades that loneliness is a debilitating human condition that causes enormous medical problems. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that's why um, this this whole idea around the Unretire Yourself uh, campaign I'm enjoying because we know that retirement is no longer a point or a destination in time. That's because the boomers are at the retirement point, and they right. just do everything differently, <laughs> don't they? It's an evolving process for a number of reasons. Maybe we started out thinking we were going to work till we were 55 or 65, mm. um, and uh, that we had enough resources to see us through in retirement years. But that may not have been that what happened. Um, so some people may need to work because they need that financial income after retirement. True. Others have retired with the notion that they're going to, you know, retire and they're going to go to Hawaii and they're going to play golf. And uh, then they find out something's missing and they're not being, they're not no longer able to keep their own social connections up because that's where we do a lot of our socializing at work. Sure. And so we're looking at people um, that are either retired or approaching retirement years to look at what are the other options that they might want to consider. It's their encore career, if you will. Exactly. And uh, to do something that they absolutely love and wanted to, because maybe when they started out and working in their early 20s and they got into insurance, that didn't really sing to them. And so they finished their career and now they have a chance to say, you know what, what I really want to do? Work this. with people. And so we have, um, we've got a great little website. It's kind of fun. It's called unretireyourself.ca. And in it, there are a number of um, ideas of different types of jobs that older adults might want to consider. Um, and there is also a quiz. It's only nine questions and it's multiple choice. And I challenge you to try it because when you answer the quiz, don't overthink it. Just answer, pick the answer that comes to mind. Right. At the end of the nine questions, you'll fall into a ca- one of four categories. You could be somebody who's a networker, a promoter, um, an advisor, or perhaps a caregiver. And so based on how you answer those questions, and you can try it over and over again, and you could come up with different answers, mm-hmm. but it kind of helps you focus, would I be really good at the airport volunteering with the green coat on and helping people? Or would I be really good as a tutor for young children? Or would I be fantastic as a caregiver getting isolated seniors out and into the community and enjoying life. Interesting. Good questions. Yeah. Unretireyourself.ca? Yeah. Okay, we've got some really cool websites yeah. to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> Janet, chemistry, you've already mentioned this. Chemistry is critical. Matching the right caregiver mm-hmm. to the right client may take, you may not be an exact match right off. You may take a couple of whacks at it before mm-hmm. you get it right, but it is absolutely crucial to a successful program, isn't it? It's very. Before we assign any caregiver to a client, potential client, we will go out to the home and meet with with the potential client as well as as many as the family members that want to be present. Okay. And yes, we are doing a little bit of a care assessment to see what needs to be done, the tasks that need to be done. But really, what we're looking for is... What does, you know, Mrs. Smith really like to do? What was her hobbies when she did that? Did she like to travel? Did she, you know, was 
what was her career? Mm-hmm, right. What was what's her personality like? Because it's one thing to have somebody come to your house and get you know the laundry done. It's another thing when you just absolutely add to that conversation and enjoy each other's company. So we're that is just so. The relationship is what we want to focus on. So if you're a people person, back to Marina's point about unretireyourself.ca, and you feel that you are capable of having that interactive chemistry in a positive way with individuals, and you're also not ready to, you're not done yet. You want to, you're just not ready to let go and play. I couldn't couldn't retire and play golf if my life depended on it. (laughs) I'm the world's worst golfer. Love to play, but I am so bad. I can't imagine myself retiring and doing that. So I guess you're going to be bonkers in about a week. I think we have a caregiver in line here. <laughs> let's, let's go to the phones in White Rock. Brenda, hello. Well, hi there. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Thank you, Brenda. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I am a caregiver uh, in uh, White Rock here, and I just wanted to see how fulfilling it is as, um, you know, for me as well as uh, the um, I can hear people. Um, and one of the jobs that I had was... Um, a regular caregiver uh, was to take somebody to the movies, oh. and she didn't really like the movies, but the patient wanted to go, so I got a job of taking somebody once a week to a movie, and um, um, yeah, so it's not just cooking and cleaning and all sorts of different assignments possible then, Brenda. Yeah. And you do it on a part-time yeah. basis, ongoing, or yeah. have you are you have you finished with it? I, I think we've lost her. I think she's. I think she's dropped off the line there, Andrew. Anyway, there's a person uh, who is who is a caregiver uh, who's down in White Rock who just wanted to jump in on the conversation mm-hmm. and basically reinforce Marina what you and Janet have been saying that it's maybe it's not for everybody, but for those who find the that niche that works for them, wow. It, it uh, opens up a whole new set of possibilities. And Brenda so enthusiastically just backed that up. That's so exciting because, you know, we, there's all kinds of things that people can do. For example, taking them, uh, one of our caregivers would take her client to the symphony, love the symphony. Uh-huh. And it was just, it, it just filled her soul. And uh, we've had clients that, you know, want to dine out and they have no one to dine out with. So we have caregivers that will go with them and do that. And a, one real extreme example, which was kind of fun, is uh, just recently one of our caregivers um, was invited by the family of a lady that she cares for who um, they wanted to do a family reunion, the last family reunion trip probably to Maui. Oh, nice. And she went with them. Bonus for yeah. the caregiver yeah. there. Huh? How sweet is that? Yeah. Ladies, uh, lots of websites to remind our listeners about. The, 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 the home base website, of course, is homeinstead.ca. But for those who are interested in checking out a couple of other ones, there's unretireyourself.ca. If Brenda's uh, call, for example, has spurred you to thinking, well, I could do that one day a week or a couple of days. Well, I could do that. Unretireyourself.ca. And Janet, to you finally, uh, caregiverstress.com, a very important website for people who are feeling the squeeze. Also, um, please remember our phone number. We're happy to just chat with you at all, at any time. And please give us that number. 604-925-1570. Okay. And that is a 24-hour 
phone number. It's running 24 hours. All right. Thank you both very much. We're fresh out of time. I thank you for yours. This is an important conversation to have had. I hope we have the pleasure of your company at some point soon again so we can carry on with more of this. Thanks for having us. It's our pleasure entirely. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to Marina Taylor and Janet Hassel for a very informative visit. Thanks for your calls, too. Next week, dietitian Abby Langer will join us for the first time. And Stuart Zuckerman, founder and senior partner with the Zuckerman Law Group, returns to take your questions on family law matters. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before we go. Chilliwack firefighters have a warning for people who use space heaters in confined areas after crews were called late Monday afternoon to douse a fire that torched the interior of a recreational vehicle in Chilliwack. It turns out the vehicle owner had earlier placed a space heater inside the RV. Crews put out the fire before it could spread to neighboring vehicles. The vehicle's interior was destroyed. No one was hurt, fortunately. Fire officials are reminding homeowners that all heaters need at least three feet of space apart from anything that can burn, and those heaters should also be placed on a solid, flat surface. Now, this is particularly applicable this year for all of us, as Fortis continues to ask us to turn down our furnaces, so then we turn around and look for other options around the house. Just remember the advice from the firefighters about space heaters. Give them space. The Weather Network released its annual winter forecast this week, and it appears we here in Metro Vancouver may catch a break this year after two winters, well, seriously authentic Canadian winters, weren't they? The Weather Network says we should expect fewer episodes of Arctic air and significant snow in the lower mainland this year, and they say there will be below-normal precipitation with fewer storms and more periods of dry weathers. So far, so good, right? But... They also add the pattern will break down occasionally with some surprise snowfalls in the mix, too. Skiing could be a challenge in some areas, but it won't be a total write-off for skiers either. I'm happy to hear that. Spring is expected to arrive early as well. And finally this afternoon, next Tuesday, December 4th, is the CKNW Kids Fund Pledge Day. CKNW will be broadcasting live from the rooftop room of the Fairmont Hotel, Vancouver. Ah, that's where the Dow Richards Orchestra used to play. Wonderful memories up there. Please support the kids on Tuesday by calling in a donation or stop down if you you have wonderful memories of the rooftop room of the Fairmont Hotel. Come on down and reinvigorate those memories and Drop off a donation in person. All the details are at cknwkidsfund.com. That is our Vancouver show, a Vancouver consumer show, rather, for this week. Ben Dooley and Andrew Ferreira make it happen each and every Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox. You can contact us anytime at sterling at cknw.com or tweet us at vanconsumer. See you next Saturday at 2, right here on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.